Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investing. Today we discuss how to combine a vacation rental with an income producing property with David Carr of CP Properties in Hako. David's been in Costa Rica for over 15 years, 100% of the time in real estate in the Hako area, so who better to speak to? Remember guys, if you have any questions for future guests, please put them in the comments and remember to subscribe. Let's get straight into it. Good morning, David. How are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm great. Ready to start the day. Fantastic. Thanks for, uh, for joining us this morning. Um, yep. How busy are you at the moment, David? Quite busy. Um, in fact, probably the, the busiest surge that, uh, that I've had in, in quite some time. It's definitely wow. very active. What, why do you think that is? Um, you know, we've, we've had just a combination. I think, you know, it's funny when, when the pandemic hit, I think a lot of people, you know, obviously panicked about everything, right? Any sort of job or any sort of industry. And, um, you know, we've actually been quite busy on the real estate sales side because what happened was, um, like most of the world, uh, a lot of people were looking to escape the cities, right? So when everything hit, we had a, a good rush with, uh, locals and expats living in the city in San Jose, looking to maybe buy a, a property here on the beach, something, a second home, that nature. So we, we had that activity. And then the last three or four months, once uh, the borders started opening up, you had all that pent up, um, I think, foreigners that disgruntled Americans with a lot of things going on, yeah. uh, wanting to escape, um, get something secondary, so um, it's, it's just been really both sides that we're getting traffic from locally and internationally. Wow. Well, I mean, that, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's, I know that, you know, it's kind of, you know, I'd say that real estate has been cyclical, but it's been pretty steady here, no, over the past years. Yeah, yeah, for, for the most part. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's always demand. It's, it's a stable market, I would say, right? So yep. um, we, we haven't had the, the peaks and valleys. It's just been, you know, nice little, um, steady, steady pace. Okay. Awesome. I mean, you know, you mentioned that there was a lot of people, you know, trying to get out and the pandemic and stuff. I mean, I think I've mentioned some of the other podcasts, you know, markets are an all time high stimulus money's kind of flying everywhere. Um, you know, and people are looking, you know, for basically safe havens for their investments. I mean, do you still believe that Costa Rica is a good place to invest? Yeah, I think it's, it's just very stable, right? It, it, it all, it all comes down to what your goals are. Yeah. Um, I, you know, what I get a lot of times is I think the, the people that I get that call me that are, that are purely number based, right. That are just, they're, 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 they don't have that emotional ties to Costa Rica. They're just thinking purely numbers. Yeah. I, I always tell them, look, you know, there, there's better, uh, avenues to put money if you just want to make money. Right. Yeah. Um, I think what Costa Rica offers is. It offers a, a good, safe place to diversify, right? Where, where a lot of people right now have uncertainty of maybe their country or their governments or things like that. It's, it's a diversification, right? Whether, you know, I don't want to put it all in stocks. I don't want to all put it in crypto or I don't want to put it all in, in, in real estate in the U.S., right? Anything's like, anything like that, it provides that diversity. And, um, and, and it's just been proven because we're a cash market for the most part, it's a stable market, right? So there's still some opportunities. That I think if you buy right, um, it's, it's a good fit. But by and large, at the end of the day, like there has to be more to it. Um, there has to be a reason that you want to be here. You want to spend time here. You have the emotional attachment. 
to really justify it. Okay. So you're saying if it was an investment, I mean, Costa Rica is kind of more like a wealth preservation investment uh, rather than that, you know, you're going to, you're going to see double digit returns every single year. Correct. Correct. So it, it's not, you know, like I said, it's not pure numbers. Um, there is some potential for the growth, right? But I think it's secondary. I think it's a, it's more of, I think first when, when we talk investment, it's kind of that safe park, right? Yep. When you're talking about a real estate safe park, and then, you know, if, if you buy right, you're looking, I scale it down and especially in our Hawk and then the Hocko market, which is a rental market. Uh, my expectation is a little bit lower and conservative. And I tell people, you know, kind of go into it thinking more of a, a dividend return, right? More of a one to 3% dividend play. Yeah. Right. With a, with a safe park and then something that you can enjoy and use maybe some upside on the equity. So that, that's, that approach is really that mindset is, is a better and safer way to really go about it. I must admit, David, you're a very honest individual, especially for a realtor. I mean, you guys typically have a bad rap. Um, but I mean, I mean, you'll get, I mean, I suppose it's, you know, manage expectations, um, sure. you know, because I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there are people out there being like, yeah, you can get 10, 15% returns here in Costa Rica, you know, potentially. And, and maybe you can, if, you know, if you work your ass off, but, I mean, it's, I, you know, it's not often that I, that I hear about that. Yeah. I call them unicorns, right? <laughs> um, they're, uh, they're pretty hard to find, uh, you know, in fairness, they do, they do pop up every, every so often. Right. So we, we do see them, but they're very, very rare. Um, and again, you know, it, it depends on, there, there's a lot more to it depending on how you're handling the property, um, how you go about it. I mean, there, there are some of those opportunities, but it's better just to kind of talk on a general scale that, you know, those expectations are just, they're not here. It sounds like basically what you have to do is you have to take this lifestyle that you're looking for and like a wealth preservation kind of move these two things together. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I think in my experience, right. And, and where, where I'm trying to, and I think a lot of people are here with, with especially going through the pandemic. I think a lot of people have maybe view life differently now and are kind of having that come to Jesus moment, so to speak. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, Costa Rica just offers so much as far as a change in lifestyle, a better lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle. And, and I think that's what a lot of people are recognizing and seeking. And the investment more than anything is, is in a better life. Right. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. And, and I, I, the, the, what I always tell people, right, is someone that's coming here can easily say, okay, well, you know, I'm spending cash because it is a cash market, putting down cash, and you're telling me, eh, maybe I'm just going to break even, maybe I make one or 3% on my money, right? Okay, that sounds okay, but it's not really appealing, right? And I'm, I'm only going to use the property for maybe a month, six weeks out of the year. Aren't I better off just renting? Right. And, and, and that's a valid question. And that's something that you have to analyze. Is it just make more sense? You're going to come here for a month or so a year, just rent every time. Um, and, and the real justification more than anything, obviously you've got some opportunities where, you know, some of these properties just might not be available at these prices five or 10 years from now, but, but more than anything, the real justification that, that I tell people and that, that I see Yes, you could come down here and rent every time, but 
then you get distracted, right? The mayor, especially Americans, right? I'm American. So <laughs> for the most part, right? Our, our, our temperament and our attitude is then we turn around, get distracted and we make that excuse versus if you own it you buy something, you're like, you know what? I bought that condo. I bought that house in Costa Rica. I'm going to use it. I'm going to get my ass down there. I'm going to make an effort to actually use it. And for the month before I get down there, I'm excited, yep. right? My, my, I'm, I'm happy and my wife's excited to get down there. I, I go down, I use it. I'm eating better. I'm getting sun. I'm getting exercise. I come back. So, so that swing, right, of three months where if you're happier and you're enjoying your life more and you're healthier and you can afford that purchase, the real question is why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's what it really comes down to is, is for the people that have, Costa Rica is not a, I've got 500,000 in life savings, I'm gonna spend it all in Costa Rica, right? That's, that's, not, that's not the smart play. It's a diversification. I've got you know, 20% of my, my, my funds, I'm gonna go ahead and, and use this because you know, it makes some financial sense, but it more than anything, it's, it's going to enhance my life. Yeah. I mean, I think that that makes, that makes complete sense. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm constructing at the moment. I'm a homeowner here in Costa Rica. You know, I've seen the prices where I live here in, you know, in the central Valley is, you know, it, it's been, it's been pretty stable, um, mm -hmm. you know, for, for, for rentals, you know, there are, there is, I mean, you could probably make, you know, five, 6% on the, on the, on the more of the long-term rental market here in the central Valley. I mean, you know, sure. a bit more, more about HACO, but you know, my question here would be is, so could you make money with a vacation home though? You can, yeah, you definitely can. Um, you know, there, there's some properties that are going to do a little bit better. I mean, the, the, the big X factor now is with COVID, yep. right? And now we have, we can look at pre-COVID, we can look at historic numbers, and, and that's where it gets really tricky, right? Because, you know, people have to really understand that none of us really know where this is going to go. I mean, yes, it's going to take some recovery, but what happens after and, and what trends kick in and how does the industry change as a whole, right? So there, there's a lot of uncertainty going forward that people have to understand. Um, but, you know, pre-COVID, um, you know, for the most part, most of our properties are set up for paying the expenses yep. and there are some people that make money. Um, but it's really hard when you're relying on a property management company, they're doing everything. They're taking a lot of that, um, those margins. And it's just really hard to get that return. Most of the people that do well are, um, people that are here on the ground that they're probably managing it themselves. Right. And like for some of us that are here, Hey, I've got a, I've got a condo right down, down the road. I've got on the beach. I manage it, right? I'm not paying someone to do that. Yep. So those, those returns are a little bit better. And I would say that some of the bigger properties, like your, your five-bedroom house, your, your six-bedroom house, some of those properties are making very good money, or at least they did pre-COVID. Um, so there are opportunities. What happens with the properties that make money and this is the tricky part, and that's where the unicorn comes in, is, I mean, I, I, even in our market in Hako, we've got houses that were doing 150000 200000 a year, right? Yeah. Right on the beach, these bigger homes. I mean, they consistently were doing that kind of revenue. The problem is, is, okay, let's say they net hundred grand. you are thinking, man, that's, 
that's some good money, you know, hundred thousand dollars in net. Okay. Well, David, you're saying they'll make money. That's, that's a pretty good return, right? Well, the problem is the person that owns that they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. They're not looking to really sell that, right? They're not going to give that away and the yeah. cap rates don't work out. So when they do go to sell, they'll say, okay, $3 million, right? So then we go backwards and we go back to that lower, ROI, right? Yeah. So that's the tricky part about the numbers. So there are opportunities. It's just a matter of getting that purchase price, you know, how you handle it, getting those goals. But for the most part, this is a break even, you know, uh, vacation property for, for most people. Okay. I mean, beyond any of the stuff that you said, is there anything else that you think that makes a difference between ones that do make money and ones that don't with regards to location, amenities, size? I mean, you'd mentioned some bigger beachfront stuff there. I mean, is that typically where you see the ones that do make money are on that end? Or, I mean, is there, is there anything in particular that, you know, sets, sets I suppose, money-making rentals apart? Yeah, that's a good note. Um, so specifically in our market, in the HACO market, um, the more bedrooms, the better. That's what we traditionally see. Um, we have limited supply on, I would say, four or five plus bedroom properties. Yep. Um, and, and a strong demand for them. So, you know, those tend to do pretty well. Um, the problem is that a little bit more capital required, right? Those are bigger purchase property points. Um, for for the most of the, the inventory, three bedroom is definitely the way to go. So, so if you're gonna buy, hey, you're in the budget, 200,000, 250, 300, more of the traditional budget, yep. um, I would say, you know, two bedroom versus three bedroom and you want to rent three bedroom all the way. And what's interesting about Hako is it doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously view matters, beachfront matters, all those things matter to an extent, but for the most part, three bedroom in Hako, it's going to rent, right? So um, the, the views and the beachfront access and things like that, those tend to really make more of a difference on the resale. Yeah. But as long as you've got bedrooms, walking distance to to the beach, you're in the in the Hako area, you're typically going to do fine. It's been incredible because, again, you know, it's during this whole pandemic, me and my wife have thought about moving to Guanacaste uh, just at just, a, you know, at some point. But trying to find something up there that's three bedrooms is not easy. Everything's one or two bedrooms. It's, it's been incredibly difficult. And just throughout Costa Rica, three bedrooms plus is not easy to find. Yeah, and, and you know, in Guanacaste, it's expensive. Um, yeah. Hako, I think for our market, I think we're very undervalued. Um, I think for for what you get here, I mean, we're, we can still find beachfront for under $200 a square foot. Wow. Right? I mean, that, that is, I, like, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we still have it. Um, so there, there's still, we're, we're still in a good spot for for people to buy and and that's again where from the investment side of it that's the opportunity right where yep. some of these oh that might not ever be available again so um that's that's a great opportunity for a lot of people that are wanting to buy in at a low price point yeah i mean you know it's the advantage of hako is i mean it's an hour and 15 minutes an hour and 30 minutes from the san jose airport so by the time that you land here within two hours, potentially, you could be sipping, you know, cocktails on the beach. Yeah. And, and, and I think 
what I've always said, even before everything hit with the pandemic, and it's a perfect example, is that we're not as susceptible to problems with international issues, right? If for some reason flights dry up like a pandemic, right, yep. we still have you know, almost a million people in the San Jose Central Valley area that can stimulate this. And, and that's what we saw. I mean, during months that we had borders closed, we weren't getting any travelers we were stimulated with our rental market, with our businesses um, by the, the San Jose market. And, uh, and not just on, on the rental side, but also on the sales side, right? I mean, you saw that with that. You see people moving here. Um, that's another wave that we're seeing where same thing, like other markets, people from the city are, are not only looking to get a vacation rental, but they're looking to move entirely. Yeah. And, um, and really, I've been saying that for some time as these markets, I expect them to merge San Jose and Hako. What's happened is that uh, COVID just accelerated everything where now someone that's sitting in traffic all day in the city and hating traffic and all the city life and all the problems that come along with that, if they don't need to go to the office every day and they're starting to think, well, wait a second, I might as well just why don't I want to live at the beach and I'll, I'll commute once a week to San Jose. I got to, I got to sit in traffic anyways, and I can enjoy my life at the beach instead of being in the city in a small uh, apartment things like that. So we're starting to see that movement and that activity. Um, and I expect that to only grow. I mean, you briefly mentioned there that it was difficult to you know have a vacation rental and to make money because sometimes the property management companies because again you're having to pay kind of like a fee there every single month for that i mean what do you think are the hidden costs that maybe people don't talk about about owning a property in costa rica you know if you're, if you're managing a vacation rental no doubt about it electric is is challenging right yep. because um as, as a lot of people know electric here is expensive and the more you consume the more expensive it gets um, i.e. electric or uh, air conditioning, right? That's yeah. what it all comes down to. So when you've got renters, uh, they, don't, they don't care, right? Renters are going to go to Manuel Antonio all day long, leave every AC in the condo running, right? Yeah. So they're just not conscious of it. And, and I think that's the one that probably surprises people. Um, and I think you've got a lot of incidentals that people just don't prepare for, right? Anytime you own a property, um, especially if you're renting it out, you've got, you're going to replace your linens. You're going to, you know, the, the beach is, is a tough area. Um, you're going to, you know, your electronics aren't going to last as long, right? So you're going to be changing things out. So I think you really have to factor into that, that maintenance costs um, into the property. If you're, if you're really diligent about looking at numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, over the, well, I mean, I suppose, like, you know, the pandemic is kind of, I'm just kind of like, when did it start? Uh, I know, I knew when it started because again, the travel company that, that I work for, you know, has, has been heavily impacted, you know, by that. Uh, thank God things, you know, appear to be um, doing much better Thank you know, thank God. Um, I mean, what's been the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? Biggest surprise? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I, for me personally, I would say sales. I mean, I just, I did not foresee it. And, and even overall, the, the rentals not falling off as, as bad as I thought in our market, right? I mean, I, I guess I was a little bit more 
uh, I had more of a pessimistic view. I mean, I was thinking, okay, well, if borders are going to be closed and um, I, I've kind of figured financially um, more people would be in rough shape. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I guess biggest surprise is probably the locals buying, right. Yeah. And the locals stimulating the market. I mean, lo locals, you would, I mean, you, you're, you're here, you read it. I mean, employment is, I don't know, they say like 25% or something crazy. I mean, there's no denying that people are in tough shape, local businesses here, but yet you see people coming to the beach, spending money, renting a condo or a house for the weekend. So I guess I just didn't see that much um, that much money coming in from from that local market, let alone even really internationally, right? I didn't think stocks would be all time high, and I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Doesn't where, make sense. Really <laughs> does not make sense, right? Every you know, so yeah, there there's I guess that's my my biggest surprise is just the the influx of money really from everywhere. Wow. And I mean, typically your buyers, I mean, you mentioned they're kind of locals, but also you're seeing mainly people from North America. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, you know, the Canadians, me personally, I have not seen those buyers as much. Yep. Um, I, I would say for the most part, it's been USA, right? Yep. USA and then locals and Ticos and expats. Um, from the San Jose markets. Okay. How often does stuff come across your desk that gets you excited, David? Mm, pretty often. I mean, yeah. I, I get something. I mean, there's, there's, there's always a deal. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's really where I tend to focus, right? I go after, you've been here long enough. You know how real estate works here. I always tell people there's people that want to sell and there's people that need to sell. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's definitely opportunities if you're just patient. Um, and you know, in our market, we've, we've got, we've got those opportunities still. Um, and the other thing that's kind of interesting is we, we kind of started around 05, 06, 07. That was the bulk of our market. And I think that what you're starting to see now where, and I think there could be some opportunities here, um, is, is some of those buyers, a lot of them are older buyers, right? They're in their 60s, which is a pretty common demographic for buyers. Um, at that time, you know, now all of a sudden they're, they're holding these properties still and they're in their 70s, maybe pushing 80s. Yep. Uh, so I think we're seeing some of that turn where maybe they're passing away. It's going to family that, and I don't really have need for a place in Costa Rica you know, go ahead and sell it. And, and they're, they're more indifferent of, you know, if they call me up, you know, I'm just going to say, okay, if you want it gone, yeah, you just want to get rid of it. Well, I'll make that happen. Right. And those are some of those opportunities that are starting to present, present themselves. That's, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. Because I mean, again, if you, if it wasn't you that invested in it, you know, you're not so tied to it of what you invested or how much you're losing. I mean, it's basically, it's, it's all positive, you know, so. Exactly. And, 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 and that's, and that's an important point, right? Because with a lot of owners here, because it is cash, yeah, it, it's almost the analogy I make, right. And again, the American in, in me, right. We like to, we like to keep stuff. We're hoarders, right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll rent a storage unit and keep things because we just don't want to let it go. Right. Yeah. So you can imagine it's the same approach with some of these affluent people that own property. They paid cash for it. 
the rentals at the very least are paying the bills. So it's not costing them money. A lot of these people just have this approach where it's just like, ah, I really don't want to let it go. Yeah, I'll sell it. But they, they just really don't want to let go. And then that, that causes a lot of that gridlock where, I mean, they'll just, and, and causes confusion too, because they'll be on the market, but they'll sit on the market for three years, right? And, and some of these realtors will market those properties when they probably shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, you're right. When it goes to someone, say maybe an inheritance or goes to, you know, the kids, then they don't have that attachment and they're more like, oh, I don't care, whatever, just yeah. get rid of it, you know? And, and, and that's great. I mean, those, those are the ones you said, what hits my desk. I mean, a couple of those have hit um, in the last couple months and, and those are, those are golden, right? Yeah. I mean, those, those are, those are great opportunities. And I take it they don't sit around for, for, for that long. No, no, they don't. That's, that's what, and, and it doesn't take much. I mean, we've got so many people on the sideline that say, Hey, David, I'm looking for a deal. I get that all the time. I want a deal. Yeah. So, um, so once those go, they, they typically, they typically go like that. And, and those people that are looking for a deal, are they looking for basically wealth preservation? Like, because again, the idea of turning it into a vacation rental and making money, uh, you know, is, is not going to be easy. So, I mean, are they just looking at the appreciation of that asset value? Um, you know, I would say that most of, most of those types are, are pretty savvy. They've, they've researched, they, they kind of know what the expectation is. And I think that they're more end user, right? They, they want to be part of Costa Rica. They want to own in Costa Rica and they just want to buy at a discounted price, right? Yeah. So they're patient. They're like, okay, I, I get it. I want in, but I want a, a discounted rate. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what they're shopping. I'm going to ask you a difficult question here, David. How do you find a good realtor in Costa Rica? I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's not a good realtor. I'm just saying if I'm in the States, I go online, I type in, I don't know, Costa Rica real estate or Hacker real estate or whatever. And I'm sure the page is flooded with realtors and, and real estate companies. Mm -hmm. How do I find a good one? What advice would you give to people? So great question. And I think hopefully people take it to heart because it's so important. Right. And, and I, I just, I was talking about this the other day, kind of some do's and don'ts. Traditionally what happens, right? Someone gets excited. I'm going to yep. look for Costa Rica. They talk to their wife, they're in, maybe they did a vacation. A lot of times they've never even come down here. Right. So they're just enamored with the idea, but they came, did a vacation. Okay, honey, we talked. Let's do this. Great. Let's go shopping. Let's go look for a property. Right. And they go on and they inquire and then they start talking to sales agent, whatever. Right. And they go that route. Wrong approach. Right. You're going to research, right. You're, you're going to go online. You're going to check something. Research the person you're going to work with, find the right person you're going to work with, pick that person and, and dedicate some time and effort into building that relationship with that person to find that person, right? You're going to, you're going to research, go online, you know, find those markets, talk to three different people, right? You'll, you'll see who the players are when, when you're going online. Oh, this name keeps popping up, right? Or this office keeps popping up and then hard, ask those hard questions. Um, hey, can, you know, you're talking to me, David, can I talk to a couple of clients that you've helped with? Right. Can I talk to them directly, see how yep. their experience was and get their feedback? Don't just read a testimonial, talk to a past client. Right. Uh, ask those hard questions. Are, are you legally um, uh, working here? Right. Do you have residence? Have you bought property here before? How long have you been here? Um, ask those questions 
and and get to know the person, right? And, and feel them out. Don't feel like you need to rush into it. Um, so take that time, uh, research and build that rapport. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, people get, I think people get afraid of realtors sometimes in Costa Rica because they think that we're putting, I'm putting my hand in there. A, a good realtor doesn't do that, right? A good realtor is an asset. Yep. And I can tell you for my, like in my, um, for my work, that the amount of resource that I provide, right? I'm, I'm the one that can provide the handyman, the designer, the reputable attorney, the inspection, all those types of resources that if you're going to try and find on your own, oh man, could be a nightmare. So there's a lot of value. Yeah. I mean, I've always been impressed with you, David, you know, I mean, we've, I mean, spoken over the years for many, many years, you know, uh, and we have friends in common of you have a great reputation in the industry. Um, and I think it's because I do think that you go above and beyond, meaning that again, it's not just, Hey, I'm, you know, you're going to buy your property from me and then that's it. You know, it's, 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 I mean, I, to, to an extent, I'm sure a lot of these people become part of your family. No, for sure. No, great. I have an approach of a long-term approach and I'm a little bit different, right? Where I always tell people I work more as a consultant. I guide you. I'm the one that's going to tell you, you know what, Richard, in your case, probably doesn't make sense to buy, right? Yeah. Or I might say, mm, maybe, maybe wait a few more months, right? Or go through this. So I'm, I'm the slow it down guy, because I want to make sure that if you're buying, that you're buying right, right? And, and it is a good fit for you. And, and, and then in turn, right, I'm getting people that have a good experience that aren't disgruntled, like, oh my gosh, you know what, I bought this, then they're on the plane, next to my client and they're they're complaining about them because they had a bad experience right yeah. so in in my opinion if we can collectively and had more people that had that approach we'd all be better off but unfortunately there are a lot of unreputable realtors here um yeah. and and you definitely do need to navigate and and kind of stay away from those ones well, good for you. It's uh you know it's it's I think you're doing a great thing for Costa Rica and also for Hacko as well so on behalf of the viewers, thank you, buddy. Well, thanks, man. I try. I try. Nah, I mean, you, you've got a great business. Um, I mean, you've been in real estate a long time. My question to you is, again, is you, we mentioned kind of stuff that come across your desk. You get excited every every so often. But kind of moving maybe into a, I don't know, vertical or horizontal from real estate. Have you ever invested in a, or started a business that's not been in real estate while here in Costa Rica? Um, yeah, I mean, I've got my side businesses and, and ventures that, that I've done. Um, you know, my wife and I, we did a, a cookbook, a local cookbook, and we distributed that, um, you know, locally. Yep. And, um, you know, we, that was a small little venture. Um, yeah, we did a, a rental um, reservation business. I mean, I guess that's real estate related. Um, you mean the rental reservation, meaning basically being kind of a call center for booking? Well, she was just doing booking. So what we did was when, when the highway was done in, uh, from San Jose to, to Haco, um, and that Tico market started to initially rent, we were one of the first to, to focus and market to the Tico's renting for the weekends. Yep. Um, so we had a local site. And we were just marketing condos to locals. We knew, we knew it was short lived, right? Because eventually like to what's happened now, they just book on their own. But in the initial stages, they didn't know. Tico's were 
like what do you mean you can we can rent one of these condos right on the beach or we can we can rent one of these properties so it was that education and, and booking that so that we had that for a little while that's kind of just kind of dried up but we do um and we do some marketing things um some advertising platforms that we have um haven't really taken off like like i'd like to but yeah we're always uh throwing stuff on the wall see what sticks i mean that's the great thing about costa rica here is i mean it's pretty quick and easy sometimes to throw stuff against the wall. I mean, really anywhere, but I mean, especially here in Costa Rica, you know, I found. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's fine, right? I yeah. mean, the thing is, is again, that lifestyle, you've got more time, right? You're, you're not sitting in traffic. You're not stressed with everything. So you have more time to maybe yeah, throw something at a venture. And oh yeah, this is a cool little, and maybe, it's, maybe it turns into a hobby, right? Or maybe, you know, a friend of ours, right? And Justin. Yep. It's into the nonprofit world, right? And hey, this is a cool little niche, and and I'm helping people, and, and you know, so there, there's a lot of different things that you can do here, and um, for, for especially for the people that get a little stir crazy, right? That are worried about, oh, what am I gonna do? I, I hear that all the time. I'm I'm gonna be bored. I gotta find something to do. And it's like, well, there, there's there's plenty, right? Especially in this day and age. If you can't find a way to keep busy, then you're not trying, right? Yeah. There, there's plenty of things to find to do. Awesome. Well, David, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, it's been it's been great speaking with you, dude, and the uh, wealth of information that you have there is. I mean, it's I'm still blown, you know, because typically the the I suppose the stereotype of a realtor is, you know, they're trying to sell stuff quickly to you because it's it's a sale, um, mm. you know. And and kudos to you for kind of slowing it down and making sure that you know your clients. And friends are making the right decisions. So, so you know, congratulations, buddy. No, no, I, I appreciate that. So sometimes, uh, sometimes it's frustrating, right? When when I see someone else, you know, uh, make some sales or make some money, when I'm like, oh, man, they, they did it the wrong way. I feel like they were cheating. So, so it it is. I, I appreciate hearing that for sure. Hey, hey, look, you're a happy guy. You sleep well at night. That's what's important, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I live, I live on the beach in Costa Rica. It's, hey, yeah, it could yeah. be, could be, could be worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, David, thanks again for your time. Um, and anyone that wants to contact David guys, uh, I'll be putting the contact details in the description. Um, and thanks again, David. And I'm sure we'll get you on another podcast in the future. Pleasure. Sounds good, man. Talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye.